All right, so I am here. This is the 10th episode um, of On That Note, which is pretty crazy. And I, my guest today is Danielle Dirac. Drag? Yeah, that was good. I meant okay. <laughs> yeah. um, And she is a really talented singer-songwriter here in uh, Arizona, and she is putting out a bunch of new material coming up, and so I wanted to sit down and talk with her about her new single called Last Summer. Um, so where I usually like to start is like, what was the first part of that song that you wrote? Was it a melody? Was it a guitar part? Was it a lyric? Um, I'm pretty sure it was the guitar part. Okay. Was, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm almost positive. Sitting in my bedroom on the floor, just kind of like angrily jamming out some chords, and that's sometimes how my songs start. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that guitar part is interesting because you're doing like kind of that E to uh, E over F sharp kind of thing. Yeah. Which is kind of an unconventional sound. Um, so what attracted to attracted you to that? that uh, inversion there, kind of. Yeah, I mean, um, so the first thing that attracted me to it is like, I'm not very good at guitar. It's like <laughs> easy to play. Um, and it's just, it's kind of one of my go-tos. <laughs> like, um, it's it's an easy little motion that sounds like, I like the little dissonance there. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, again, easy to play, easy to play really hard. <laughs> Cool, so yeah. I was playing that a little wrong too because you're keeping that A string open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it's F sharp A, uh, E. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a slightly different vibe than what I had. That's cool. Um, and so then when you're when you're hearing that that kind of dissonance or that kind of weird suspended vibe, um, and then you're trying to put a vocal melody or, uh, on top of it, what what is your kind of approach there? Oh man, I guess I just like seeing. I just start singing. Um, mm -hmm. it, there's not like a lot of thought that goes into it as far as like the melody goes. It's like whatever kind of feels right and like suits the the chord and like specifically like the rhythm that I'm playing. Like I don't know, it writes writes itself. I feel like more than anything. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm very jealous of that. As, <laughs> talking to a couple vocalists recently um, on the show, they've all been like, "Yeah, no, I just do it by ear," and I'm like. Cool, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Um, so that that kind of melody starts off with like the yeah. has been slipping through my fingers. Yeah. Um, and so you're you're kind of feeling it out by ear, but how do you match the melody with the words, or like what what usually goes into that kind of process? Yeah, that's like always interesting <laughs> like mm -hmm. I've, I've talked to people who do like poetry mm -hmm. and they like you know make it into melodies but that's never been something that I'm able to do because okay. again I feel like the the like if the melody and the rhythm for me don't come at like the same time it's like it feels forced or it's just not good and like I don't know I'll start kind of mumbling like l lyrics and if something sticks I can I can kind of go like I don't know go from there, Okay. Like, take it and run with it. Um, yeah. Okay. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, no, it does. I mean, yeah. Um, and all these things are always, you know, it's always interesting to hear different processes because some people are very, like, regimented and like, this is how I do it, and other yeah. people are kind of like, oh, it just kind of comes to me or I flow with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then one thing I do have a question, too, is like, um, lyrically, I mean, the, the kind of the gist of the song is talking about, like, kind of rediscovering I'm assuming what made you start playing music is kind of the, the vibe. Um, so at what point does that like emotional or kind of thematic 
content come in? Is it like, I got a guitar part and this is kind of what's on my mind? Or yeah. is it, yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty much like all of my songs are like diary entries that okay. <laughs> I'm just putting out into the world. It's, it's um, you know, whether I released music or not, like it would be something that I like needed to do for my like personal sanity. Okay. Um, and yeah, like work through things myself. It's, it's a very like therapeutic thing for me. So yeah, very, like very much what's going on like in my brain and things that need to like, I need to get out. Got it. And then it goes from, there's like the like A section of the verse and there's mm -hmm. kind of like the, the second section of, of each verse where the drums come in, mm -hmm. um, as well as like some electric piano kind of vibes. Um, that drum rhythm is very, very simple, uh, but that bass drum is like huge. <laughs> yeah. It's like this huge boomy thing. Like what, um, is that is that a real is that a real yeah, bass drum? Okay. It, was a real, it was a war drum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like this giant blue war drum. Mm -hmm. um, we recorded it at Wave Lab in Tucson, and um, the guy who Sam Rawson, the guy who recorded and uh, mixed everything, he's like this very like awesome, excitable young man, and like <laughs> <laughs> as if you're like a forty year old woman. He's an awesome, excitable young man. Oh my God. <laughs> but he saw this wardrobe like it was like up in this like loft area in the studio he's like I want that <laughs> like, we had to like go get it down and everything and it sounded like absolute like garbage but he like <laughs> mixed it to like he was I don't know I'm like stoked that he did it and this song like I don't know the way that I envisioned it like it turned out like so different the way it ended up being recording in like the best way okay in what ways did it turn out like what did you envision and how how was that kind of shifted as the process went on um i saw it as this like i don't even know like this front bottom z like sounding okay. thing um there was like a when in my like original demo that i recorded there was this like trumpet part at the okay. end that like um, Sam fought me on like he was like no like it sounds so ridiculous like you can't do it and it was like I was like no like I need this for me and he ended up yeah he was like no 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 porn part and like everyone else agreed with him I was like all right no porn <laughs> part I guess I don't need to dig my heels in on the trumpet mm -hmm. that's funny yeah. um and then so and, and the big bass drum works really well because there's not a bass on the song so it, right. it has that room um, and then what the, the keyboard part is really interesting to me because um, it seems to be operating independently of the guitar part almost mm -hmm. um, what did you because did you play the keyboard I'm assuming um, what did you kind of see as the keyboards role in that section or throughout the song what was the goal of that that keyboard part in, in I don't know. Um, that like that was from like the original demo, so I did that on my own months like pre prior to actually like recording it. Um, and I think I just like heard the little line in my like the. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting, because that that part kind of seemed to be almost more than the chords kind of directing the harmonic flow from my perspective like it was kind of like this is kind of more of like where the because the guitar part is static for pretty much is it the same guitar part through the whole song yes it is yeah okay <laughs> that makes sense because i was i was hearing an a mm -hmm. in the chorus yeah 
But like that's coming from this guy open. Yeah. Okay. That's that's starting that's all starting to connect. Now. Yeah. Um and so when you are writing a song where the guitar part stays consistent throughout the entire thing, <laughs> where and like how do you approach trying to come up with sort of a um like build because the song definitely has like a steady ramp up mm-hmm. to these kind of like um more intense ending chords. So how do you how do you yeah. build to that point? Um for this song it was like particularly challenging. Like um a lot of my songs that I've written are very like, first of all, I like to write on guitar because it's like, I don't know, for some reason it's like more like a physical thing and it lets me like get out of, oh, and then I like the the theory part on like, I like understand theory way more on piano. So it kind of gets in my head and like mm-hmm. messes with me. So like the guitar, but I'm like bad at guitar. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like most of my songs are like very like repetitive or like very easy or like simple chords. And then once I'm done writing a song, like, sometimes I'll take it to the piano and, like, beef it up, essentially, uh-huh. and, like, write some, like, better chords, more interesting progressions to it, um, once I have, like, the melody and, like, the general vibe. But for this one, I didn't. I just left it with the guitar chords. And I really struggled, and, like, so did Sam, so did, like, the, you know, the recording process was, like, kind of challenging, because we're like, how do we, like, differentiate, like, mm-hmm. the different parts, and, you know, how do we keep it from sounding, like, rambling and boring and meditative, but we, like, I don't know, we, like, added some, you know, elements, and um, I think the the um, vocal performance, also, like, the, the way that you, you, you sing your words makes a huge difference, like, the energy mm-hmm. put out, so, yeah, that was, like, kind of how we handled it. Yeah, absolutely, and so... That, that energy specifically that you're talking about within a vocal performance, like, um, what were some of the things you were thinking as you were approaching this song? Like, what types of energies on the verse versus the chorus versus the last chorus or even the kind of quieter bridge part? Yeah, I guess just, like, really, like, getting back to thinking about where I was, like, when I wrote it. Like, mm-hmm. thinking about where my head was at when I wrote it. And then also, like, I, I'm definitely a perfectionist, and especially, like, with my, with my voice, I, like, want it to sound, like, pretty, <laughs> like perfect and Mm -hmm. stuff and like I made like quite the effort with this collection of songs that are coming out to like not worry as much about it and like try and like translate or communicate like the emotion as opposed to like a polished thing (laughs) okay that makes sense um and then uh so so it goes into the the second chorus the, the bridge kind of quiets down a little bit um one thing, and I'm, I'm assuming kind of similar situation with the chorus where the melody was just kind of coming from what you were hearing in your head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but one thing I'm always curious about because it's something I struggle with a lot is you switch the melody up pretty dramatically in the last chorus to make it kind of um, more big or more intense or yeah. however you want to think of it. Yeah. Um, and so how, how do you go about doing that? Because that's always something that's been challenging to me is to take something that a melody that already exists and then make it more dramatic for kind of the, the build-up section of the song. Gosh, yeah, I think it really is just like, I hear it. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, I, in high school, I was in jazz choir <laughs> where, like, you had to, <clears throat> you had to, like, like, scat, you had to improv sing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, like, learning how to do that and, like, how to take a pre-existing melody and change it up and, like, make it more yours and more interesting like I think it's just a lot of that okay so sort of an imp- 
is that what you do like when you actually write it you're just sitting there improvising over it until you kind of find something that sticks mm -hmm. okay got it absolutely yeah. uh, but that first chorus is going um Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then that outro chorus starts on that A note and just kind of. Yeah. Doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there's a higher register element to it. Um, is that like a conscious thought? Like, I just I'll go higher to make it more dramatic, or is it, is it literally just like whatever you're feeling? It. I don't know if it's like a conscious like higher like will be like better, but it's like I think it's a natural like like a subconscious like oh i'll just be louder and <laughs> like more like i don't know i'll just because your ear catches higher frequencies a little bit better mm -hmm. i think <laughs> i heard i mean, they, I've heard they that. stand they, i mean they're higher so they yeah. stand out <laughs> so it's just like i'll just get more like in their face and then that other that one uh so the last chorus along with having that melody shift uh which is is really cool i thought um i like that part a lot um it also introduces uh, a more straightforward backbeat kind of groove where mm -hmm. the drums are going one, two, uh, yeah. one, two, three, four instead of that, that kind of just snare on the four thing. Yeah. Um, was that like another attempt at like, we need to separate this part from the previous choruses, so that's how we'll shift it? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was Sam's idea. That was, um, it, I think that was mostly what it was, but he was just like, this needs to happen at some point, just to mm -hmm. like satisfy like my ears, <laughs> like okay. it needs to drop. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. But yeah, that that's really cool. And so that whole song kind of came together, um, and it's interesting too. I mean, how much of it was put together in the studio versus how much of it did you have coming in? Because that's always an interesting process to Yeah, me. yeah. I mean, the drums were not decided. I like I, I made demos myself, so it was just it was guitar and the little keyboard like electronic keyboard part, and I think that was it. And then they like Sam kind of like did some brainstorming, and again the song came out very like different than like what I had in my head, but in like the absolute best way. Like I was like, you knew exactly what I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the trumpet. Yeah, yeah. still bitter, but. <laughs> I would love to hear that down trumpet part. Now, now, <laughs> now you got me curious. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and then two questions I always like to ask everybody because um, along with, you know, exploring other people's processes, this is, I always want to use this as kind of like a, a data gathering experiment too, is like you mentioned your jazz choir experience, <laughs> but like what was your musical education process like? Because putting together music like this is very difficult and complicated and takes a lot of uh, intelligent and thoughtful everything. <laughs> and so like, how did you learn to do it? Uh, um, I guess just like the, the, the writing my own music, I've never gotten any instruction for. I mm -hmm. guess that was more just, that's like trial and error. And, writing a lot of bad songs and mm -hmm. then like eventually you're like oh this is like okay <laughs> I could put this I could show my friends this one um but like my yeah my music education in high school I was in choir and that was like huge um we had like a a choir instructor that she taught us theory if and if you wanted to learn theory like she would you know take the time to like help you with it I took some piano lessons in high school as well and then in college, I, I took some like intro and like intermediate theory classes, and like 
just had like the best time like learning about um especially in college it just got super interesting and you learn all like the weird things about like music theory and like the history and different tuning systems and mm. it's like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah i like i think that mostly like experience you know led, led up to this it's like really just i think failure is like the best um the fastest and most effective teacher mm-hmm. um and yeah all of the people along the way all of the music instructors and musical mentors <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. is there i mean this is not the most fair question to ask but it is interesting are there any particular failures that stand out as being like wow that one really taught me a lot oh man um there's like been like very like i'm a very like critical person especially of myself um so like I know when I mess up <laughs> like this isn't like a songwriting thing this is like a different like thing that I failed at in the music scene mm-hmm. um yeah one time I would I played a show um and Jeff Taylor booked the show I mean I don't know if he's like a um local looking guy he mm-hmm. he works for um like Psycho Steve okay um he booked the show I was opening the show and I forgot, I like said the wrong band name when I was like, give it up for the next band. They're going to be awesome. And I called them Bear Ghost. And their name was Bear State. Mm. And turns out Jeff Taylor was in that band. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, ugh. <laughs> I literally beat myself up about it for like a week. I was just like, I'm so inconsiderate. They're never going to have me back. <laughs> like, I can't believe I made a mistake like that. Oh. And, like, I apologized to him, like, after the show, and he just, like, laughed. He was, like... And he actually called me Daniel Durek, and it kind of bounced out, but I still just, like, felt like a garbage person. I was, like, I'm never going to make it in this industry. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really hard on you, because there is a band called Berrios, too, so... That's what they told me. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, okay, I've heard it before, for sure, but... And ever since then, I've started writing down all of the things that I'm going to say on my like little set least set set list interesting um, like make sure to thank the venue <laughs> these are the band names tip your bartender yeah totally. um that's funny uh, and then uh the other question i always like to ask too is uh and you mentioned it a little bit with your sanity and diary entry kind of style but like what has music given you in terms of like things you've gained from it Oh man, that's such a beautiful question. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. It's given me like a purpose. <laughs> anything, like, I mean, just something small like that. Yeah, I like feel like I don't know. Music's like not that I'm like I don't know. I'm a dynamic human being. There are mm-hmm. other aspects to my like personality, but like I feel like music is the thing that I'm like like here to do. Okay, I feel like it's. Um, the thing that I excel at, the thing that, like, I actually have to, like, contribute to the world. Like, I don't do math very well. Like, <laughs> my spelling's kind of shit, so, you know. <laughs> this is, like, my contribution, and I love doing it, and it, like, it makes me happy, and it, like, it gives me, like, I don't know, fills me up so that I can, I don't know, be a contributing member of the world. Interesting. That's a very, very, um, I think, poetic way to put it. <laughs> it fills me up so I can 
get stuff out there. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then anything, so this single just came out. Is there a whole album coming out or is it just an EP or what's going on? Yeah, so I don't know what to call it. It's a seven song thing. Okay, it's like right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's like a long EP or a short album. It's like 30 minutes. Okay. So, um, and it's coming out in January and it's called Bashful. Okay. You heard it here first. Um, and I actually have a new single coming out next Friday as well um, so awesome. lots of new things yes. coming. well thank you very much for taking the time to come on and explain your perspective and process because it is much appreciated and it's always cool to like learn from other musicians thanks for having me of course cool sick